0: All right, welcome to the Woken dead show with, with tom and jeff <laughs> sorry about that tom
1: it no problem, Jeff. <laughs> a busy long week and it has been very cold here on the east coast but how are you my friend welcome back
0: it it uh it has been foggy here in in colorado um uh which is a welcome change uh or or just a some nice variety um because it's just been so dry uh you know when it's winter i just kind of want it to be wintry i i i like for it to feel like the season that it is and that just seems to to uh not be the case but is it pretty wintry out there these days
1: this has been a game of throne winter <laughs>
0: Okay, and the White Walkers are among you, huh?
1: Exactly. <laughs> Coming back from Colorado as well. It, this is I, I forget what a real season looks like, and this is probably the coldest winter I have experienced
0: oh, since wow. yeah, I've that, left. That that humidity combined, you know, with the the, the wind that blows, a, uh, you know, off the ocean. I'm I'm assuming is, is like. That's got to chill you to the bone. It's like pretty brutal in Colorado. If you know, because there's there, there is no humidity. You're in the you know you're in the desert climate. Um, if you're outside and it's sunny and you're wearing a windbreaker, um, and it's ten below freezing, you could still be warm. You could still be totally fine. Um, cause the, the, the humidity isn't seeping into your every pore and making you shiver, like It's pretty um,
1: bad. Uh, you know, I looked at my phone app, which phone apps are horrible, by the way, specifically on the iPhone, I should say, hmm. um, they, like the weather just, apps, the weather apps. Yes. Uh, um, I, I've gotten like five, six days of snowflakes and I'm like, this is unbelievable i thought i left this in colorado and (laughs) it's just following me like like the walkers so this winter has came and Mm. it's i don't think it's going anywhere soon but anyhow um what are we we gonna
0: talk yeah what are we gonna talk about
1: (laughs) yeah let's dive into some discussions today i know last How
0: how do you feel about this i mean like you know probably top of mind for most people right now is this impeachment trial um I'm wondering what you think about this. Do, is it is this a good use of our time, number one? Is this, you know, I feel like there are two kind of, there are two sort of arguments you could make. Um, the, the, the two that kind of come to mind for me are just like, okay, on the one hand, I feel like there are much more critical things that we need to resolve right now. Things that need, require cooperation between the parties. And I kind of worry this is sort of like going against that purpose, perhaps, when we need that cooperation between the parties to pass, you know, stimulus and aid and um, uh, to to you know combat COVID. Um, to and I, I worry if this is just Biden making it difficult for himself. I don't know. Um, on the other hand. I kind of feel like oh, we really can't. Um, we should not. We should not accept or countenance a an attack on our capital. We should not um, stand for this. Uh, the guy was definitely stoking um, the fires of this this wild or the the flames of this wire wildfire that got out of control um he 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 needs to be held accountable but then i just worry will he will he actually be held accountable because they've been trying so hard to hold him accountable and i just feel like he's such a slippery asshole and there's just like very little that um that that a person with enough money is actually gonna feel any pain i just feel as an un um, unrealistic in America. I feel like there's a reason why people come here to be executives and to be rich people, uh, you know, and to, you know, start their companies in America, you know, um, is because, you know, even if you fuck up and you start a product that, or you create a product that starts a genocide in Myanmar, you're never going to be held accountable because you have, you know, you have uh, limited liability Um and it doesn't matter if I don't know. Um, so, what do you think about that? What do you think about this impeachment? Um, where do you fall on the on this argument spectrum? Um, what are some convincing arguments that that you've heard? Um, and do you think that he will actually pay any consequences?
1: No. Uh, okay. <laughs> In I reverse think, order. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I feel I feel. This impeachment process again is playing the long game to make sure that he doesn't run for office in any form or facet in the future.
0: That's that's a convincing argument to me. Yeah, I, I don't want to. I don't want him campaigning for the next four years. Like,
1: <laughs> right. But at this point, it's also a distraction from the needs that the people voted you for in this recent election. Uh, you have to address those needs now as opposed to trying to also prosecute Trump and play more politics. Uh, I get it. He did stoke the fires. And um, I I don't know of too many politicians that go to prison. You know, even Blagojevich is out now. So, uh, I mean, Can you imagine
0: him in prison? Like, actually, I just cannot see that. I just, right. uh, I mean, there are so many other people. Like, why, why would we not send the Sackler family to prison first mm-hmm. for for you know, killing people with their pharmaceuticals that they said were completely safe and non-addictive? Uh, <laughs> right,
1: and and you know, I just keep asking myself, like, this is it's almost an ego trip to a certain degree. Because if he did something really wrong, we would prosecute him rather quickly, and it will be unanimous. And if he stoked the fire to create this riot, he stoked he stoked fires throughout his whole campaign. He's he was, he's been stoking fires. It's, yeah, he's since he's the the like, like a kid
0: playing with matches. Like that's right. and that's part of why I think people picked him is because they just you know they wanted to send this bull into the china shop. Right. And, and so he had his fun. Um, and uh, and
1: I'm curious now, I'm curious to see, uh, you know, because we know our judicial system is pretty much tiered
0: where mm-hmm. certain
1: people will go to prison quickly for their crimes, uh, even though they are accused or not innocent or guilty. I don't think we even have due process for the most part for uh, the average Joe. But, you know, now we have a sitting president who should be held to the same judicial law, in my opinion, as anyone else, has the ability to do all these loopholes and impeachment. Uh, I, I, I haven't kept up with it, honestly. I, I'm hearing that his team has just been spewing all kinds of stuff and he's mad at his team. It's like, dude, this is, this is what you ran on. This has been who you are. Uh, I don't I don't know what else to tell you. But for me, I think, ultimately, if Democrats really seriously wanted to do something, um, or the government really wanted to do something, they would have done it by now just as quickly as they arrested the other individuals who stormed the Capitol, it would have been done. And mm. uh, I know there's a process that needs to go through. I don't know all the details. Of we the already process.
0: impeached him once, like it and nothing happened. You and know, nothing just, happened. It was a charade. It was, it was kind of this. It was a huge waste of our time and poor Diana DeGette's time. I I mean. <laughs>
1: yeah. It's a resume <laughs> pattern. It's yeah. like a resume pattern. It's like, oh yeah, well we will, we're going on record to show that we invoked it not once, but twice. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think right now there's other pressing matters at hand. It's the same thing with AOC, AOC. Uh, going back and forth with her saying, Ted Cruz wanted me be murdered. Like, great, AOZ. no one really cares about the issue being about you right now. Um, thankfully, mm-hmm. you're alive, you're with us. Um, we weren't there to assess the t- situation, but you, there's a lot of other people that are actually dying um, because of policies and legislations and uh, systems that are in place right now. So it's, it's not about you. I would love to see more selflessness within the squad. Um, not just, I shouldn't say just selflessness, but I should say, um, informed selflessness where they're not doing it to say they're on the record to do it, but they're doing it because it's the right thing to do. And, um,
0: I I kind of feel like, yeah. And I mean, I, i get aoc's perspective ted cruz was is is an odious worm just to just to i mean just like one of the least charismatic i don't i don't understand how he wins in texas i mean there just must be no better candidates there um like he does seem just kind of like a mediocre asshole. So, so, um, I and 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 if he did contribute to AOC's feelings of, um, you know, uh, the, you know, the that day where she might have been afraid for her own life, if he was contributing to that, I think she has legitimate um argument to be to to make to like i don't want to work with you fucker like that's you know but i also i also kind of think that um desperate you know like i i think you are right that she is um supposed to be above this she is an elected official she's a leader Um, And sometimes you have to put aside your differences to work with people you don't like, who you don't agree with. um, And compromise and try to try to find some common ground. And I just feel like what she is doing with that tweet that she's, you know, she's like, I'm not, I'll talk to any GOP member who didn't try to get me killed. Um, I kind of feel like she's just kind of drawing a line for herself that she can continue to adjust um, and that's what I worry is like, she can always just move the goalposts of, I don't want to work with you because of X. Like, I, I don't want to work with you. Cause you went to dinner with Ted Cruz who, who threatened my life. I don't want to go to, or, you know, I don't want to work with you. Cause you went to dinner with Ted Cruz who, who indirectly through tweets or whatever the fuck he did to, 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 con- you know, perpetuate this thing at the Capitol. Um, it's just kind of so many degrees of separation, Right at what point does it become kind of like silly and meaningless? Um, like uh, exactly,
1: and and I hate to interrupt Tom, but no, that, you, that was you, it. You raise you raise a good point because the key thing that you raise is she's a leader, and as leaders, you can't disclose your every awakening grievance out loud to the public.
0: Uh, yeah, Twitter <laughs> is just such a terrible place for our political discourse to take place.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and And I think some things do need to be handled in a different manner because once you go on record amongst your huge social media following, uh, it's hard to go back and recant uh, you 10, fifteen later saying, I'm not working with the guy that tried to murder me.
0: Like so, like, I mean, like do you think that those suffragettes a hundred years ago were fighting for their the right to just vote? Do you think they were like, oh, you're an asshole, so I'm not going to work with you. Uh,
1: right. <laughs> like, and you in some think, form of a manner, like, they need them to push through legislation.
0: I mean, I'm just kind of assuming that by today's standards, all men 100 years ago were assholes and that none of them would have met any of our woke credential requirements for today's society. And I just feel like, like I don't think you should, you know, tolerate your co-workers trying to get you killed <laughs> like just to boil it down to what she the sentiment she was putting across i but don't think leader. that's okay but um as but a leader who did who did die and and i mean and also was this really a coup i'm i'm curious what you think about that um because <laughs> there like there literally was a coup uh in Myanmar um and you know what that required the cooperation of the military and they arrested the head of their state and that's what a coup looks like um these idiots fucking you know in their their costumes
1: <laughs> the, end up storming the, the capital
0: these, these grandmas and children whatever whoever the fuck else was out there um that was not a coup that was a Un, a disorganized mob who are just upset, <laughs> like, and, I, and
1: I think there's other reasons why you know there's other things that could have prepared uh, the White House for that and the Capitol for that, I should say, um, and for whatever reason it wasn't taken serious that this disorganized group of individuals, uh, whether they somewhat organized amongst separate factions of each other could come together and storm the capital. But you look at these fools, I don't want to call them fools, but you look at the individuals that did storm the Capitol, they were, it looked like it was fun until someone got killed. People got killed. Right, right. Until and,
0: a police officer was killed, until that, I mean, that that woman who was a veteran, like, like mm-hmm. the, there was uh i forget who pointed this out but um just thinking about that that woman who kind of threw herself into harm's way you know um at at armed guards you know and got shot and paid the ultimate price um she was a veteran what was she did she knew how guns work she knew not to you know, like Yeah, exactly. Um, it, it,
1: it was just an unfortunate situation that got out of hand real quick. And it really showed the power of what a leader can do. And that's right. why I bring back to AOC, mm-hmm. you are a leader now. And just as Trump riled up a group of people, you have almost the same, if not the same capacity to do the the same so you have to be mindful of the words that you choose when you choose and where you choose them um and i hate to say it's just a price of being a leader but you do have to be mindful because if anything did happen to you uh you know
0: it comes with the is. territory like i mean like I, I there there was this sentiment that she expressed when she was running for the you know to to um on Crowley um, that you know if if she's just a one-term congresswoman um, but she sticks to her guns and she um, uh, you know asserts her values and 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 speaks for her constituents then she did her job and 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 she seems to have forgotten that she said that <laughs>
1: like, yeah. And and, you know she seems to be
0: have be convinced. I think this is my. I have no evidence for this, but my guess is that um, there are some, you know, people, you know, some insiders who have convinced her you're going to run for president someday, and we're going to start working on that future campaign today. And it doesn't, you know, don't worry about all that Congress shit. This is just resume padding for you um like ultimately what you need to do is compromise your values you need to try to speak for all america forget fuck your 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 constituents that elected you in new york um like you're you're thinking big you need to shoot for the stars aoc i think that's what she's been convinced of
1: i agree i agree and it's kind of concerning uh, considering she is going to
0: be a presidential candidate at least someday, sh- I think
1: if we don't destroy ourselves by then.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. If we make. I mean,
1: <laughs> I mean, right now she's. I mean, she served one term in Congress, and uh, she's really fighting an older uh, House of Representatives. Yeah. And, uh, and, um, and and
0: and cr- I mean, like, really, she should be more the norm than the exception. Um, mm-hmm. There should be a lot more, you know, millennial uh, liberals running around in Congress. There should be more millennials of every stripe running around. But, they're th- you know, we're ruled by Nancy Pelosi and Dianne Feinstein and Joe fucking Biden. And, you know, the, all these people who are septuagenarians and, um, you know, are probably afraid of their phones and don't understand how social media works Um, they don't understand how the internet works. They don't understand technology. They don't understand how these big technology businesses are automating away all the jobs in every sector and, you know, America, at least if not the whole world. Um, Mm -hmm. The robots are coming for our jobs, and the people who are running this place don't fucking know. It's it's kind of a powder keg. It's
1: <laughs> it, it is a powder keg, and and I don't know how we catch up. That's why I do like Andrew Yang because he understands there's a big gap between uh, the I don't want to say well I'll say it the for profit and the government sectors. Uh, mm-hmm. How politics are done does is not keeping pace with. Uh, the innovators and the the new business owners and creators that are emerging to really build upon um, establishing new tools that we will use that advance our society without necessarily people. Uh, I know a lot of people hate driverless cars. Uh, I think it's a novel idea because I don't like driving and I could just plug in my GPS coordinates and or just speak to it and it goes where I wanted to go why not you you have uh you have a uh you have a constant stream of being able to have a driver you know you don't I mean I don't know what that's going to do with Uber maybe you know remember when taxi drivers were arguing about not having Uber and and crush the taxi unions, uh, maybe Uber, maybe unless they own the, the the technology, they could be arguing about driverless cars taking Uber drivers out. And I mean, yeah,
0: Uber is Uber is just the beta version of what's coming. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, Uber will eventually become a, a company with very few employees and just a fleet of Uber cars. And you'll just order your Uber car and it comes and you can, you know, you can, and it'll, it won't have a driver. It might, you know, um, that's, that, that will be, you know, who knows how long that's going to be, but um, driving a vehicle will cease to be a job um, at some point. Um, and that's, unfortunately. Um, a job that most people do, uh, or, or is like one of the jobs or, you know, kind of like most common jobs in America is just driving a truck, driving a, a vehicle from point A to point B, delivering goods, um, driving people around. Um, and so, you know, if that is your skill, what are you going to do once that skill is no longer, um, uh, you know, valued, um, uh, are you gonna sit and twiddle your thumbs are we gonna take care of those people are we going to make sure that they are paid are we going to give them a ubi like andrew Yang's uh proposes um are we going to rely on um new new jobs um that, that are going to be out there are we gonna maybe accept the reality that there will be less work to do and maybe we can all kind of like do a little less work that's what i hope
1: right and it's funny to hear the conversation come up now because 400 years ago when slaves were released no one gave the right ass about what they were going to do they were nope. skilled at picking cotton and
0: uh the right here's ch- what we're gonna do you cannot be a slave or we'll make you not a slave anymore and that's it like there you
1: go. <laughs> you're done your cotton picking skills are no longer needed Unless we really want to trick you and in back into slavery because you have no other options. Yeah, you can and, be
0: a sharecropper.
1: There you go. <laughs> so like uh, I be think an indentured
0: servitude or an indentured servant, which may quote, have quote, continued after that.
1: I still yeah. own you and mm-hmm. you work this amount of hours. So I mean it's
0: at least with that system, unlike student loans, there was an end. Seven years was the standard indentured servant contract. And you know, compared to student loans, I feel like that's a better deal. Like, hey, I would be a slave for seven years if I knew that it would end eventually and I would have my freedom at the end. But
1: Right. Uh, so what do you do? What do you think about their introduction last week? Uh, I think it was uh, Elizabeth Warren. Um, who else was it? Uh, the other squad member, Presley, Ayana Presley.
0: Uh-huh. Uh,
1: and and Ileana Omar. They They were... Mm-hmm introducing in Schumer as well, they're introducing the package to release or relief uh, the student loan debt. Okay. And uh I don't I think they were calling for fifty thousand dollars if I'm not mistaken. And it's causing a huge uproar, but I mean it's really predatory lending. And uh in my opinion for individuals that have paid it, they could, you know, I don't know. There could be some kind of tax incentive. Um, God knows we give tax incentive to the working people who paid off their loans.
0: Oh, I, um, know. I mean, like, I mean, yeah, the responsible people or like like what about the people who like l- literally were paying for decades? You know, like if you paid, you know, your student loans for 20 years and you were on time all the time, absolutely you should you should get tax for re- you should just not have to pay taxes for five years or some shit. Well, here's or, the problem you know, though,
1: whatever. Tom. I feel a lot of people have been paying 20 years and haven't put a dent into their principal or any yeah. of their loan. Yep. So uh, I feel just the lending practices is more of an argument than yeah. trying to shame young kids wanting to improve their lives uh, and, and learn more, whether albeit is just, I mean, hell, it could be a gender study. If they wanted to learn gender study, that's what they learned. I hate to say it, I know a lot of people say you should learn something that's worth your time, but we've attached learning to profit making machine. And, and I, I feel that's a problem. And it will be a problem for us as a species because, uh, you know, it's like, why do I learn that if it's not going to pay me? That's defeating. You, sh- you should always want right. to learn and contribute this- to society.
0: We we have kind of poisoned our brains, I think, by attaching like a profit motive to learning and to 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 trying to, you know, gain knowledge and and pursue new ideas and be inventive and creative. Like like attaching a profit motive to something is just like the death knell of creativity. Um, I, I, I feel like this. I mean, our our whole higher education system has become just sort of, I mean, I think that these solutions that are being proposed are short-sighted, first of all. Um, I think, you know, even if we give $50,000 relief to student loan holders, people pay off their debts, um, people feel relieved. You know, it's it's still only within a, a narrow category of federal student loans, and um and it doesn't do anything about the outrageous costs that that are going to continue to perpetuate the 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 wound is still there bleeding out and all we're doing is just like okay we're going to clean up the blood but we're not going to close the wound um like like we're just gonna we're gonna let people continue to to put themselves in further debt maybe in 10 years we'll do this again um but but it's still continuing the cycle of misery and poverty. And if you just if you are someone who is a bright kid from a rough background, and you put yourself into college, you put yourself into incredible debt. You you take on those high interest loans. Um, you you live. Um, you put yourself into a situation where you were living um, on the edge, precariously, um, supposedly. For eventual security, but if you never get that, if the if what you were promised is never delivered, that is just I think a recipe for just misery and anger and insurrection. <laughs> like, I agree, because and and we and we just got to stop it. We got to stop the wound. Is what I.
1: I agree. Saying. I agree. I think we're constantly setting ourselves up for deep failure. You know, everyone. You know, a lot of people say go take a STEM career, and who's to no? know what STEM looks like 10 to 15 years from now after to, you to, graduate
0: to, to your point earlier about like, you know, just th- there, there are careers that we did not think would be valuable that are currently probably more valuable. Like, you know, I think 10 years ago, anybody with sense would say, go to, go to be an engineer for, for, you know, for your career and you'll, you're guaranteed to, to make money. Um, uh uh, and conversely, um, if somebody was like, I'm interested in philosophy, that might be something somebody would look down on. But nowadays, with the rise of artificial intelligence, philosophy is having a whole new resurgence of of, um, of relevance, because when you're having to think about philosophical questions like, hey, if my driverless car is going down the road and... Um, uh, you know, it, it has to make a decision between killing one person and five people, um, because there's only those two options. And you have to decide which or, or, or I either save the driver and kill five people or, um, or, you know, kill the driver because uh, to, to save five people, like those philosophical questions are now um, uh, becoming necessary to the development of technology. And so, I think kids that are wanting to go and learn, they should be encouraged to do so for its own sake, and they should they should be, you know, I mean maybe maybe there should be some some um, some encouragement for it to be for some higher purpose, but I don't think that purpose should be money and the and the generation of profit. I think we need to move away from that um as an incentive for for to drive people because i feel like that's how you get like doctors who don't care about their patients you know i like like people who aren't really healers but they're here because it's a highly paying respectable position um and i feel like if that's the only reason you got into the game and you you put yourself in you know, in a corner, to the tune of two hundred, five hundred thousand dollars in medical school debt. Um, even if you're not a healer, you're not turning back. You're not. You're, you know, even if you're a shitty doctor, um, you know, uh, this is the life that you chose. It's just the life that you chose. There's no going back. There's no changing your mind. Um,
1: yeah, and you know, I think people are failing to realize that you could be happy as a historian or you could be unhappy as a doctor. You could be unhappy as a football player. Uh, mm-hmm. As again, paid millions of dollars. We keep attaching dollar amounts to our happiness. And um, I think yeah. we are just floored with so much other flashy things in our lives. And, and it's amazing. Um, uh, you know, I, I, earlier this week, I shared with you Tom that Maasai video. Uh, Of the the white lady that went to the most indigenous tribe in the face of the world and married into the Maasai tribe and has been there nine, 10 years or so now. Uh, I'm curious to hear a little bit more about your thoughts on that video. I highly recommend it. I can't remember the name of it, but it's a great clip. Um, I'm pretty sure it'll pop up as soon as you type in white woman marries Maasai guy. Pretty <laughs> 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 instantly. <laughs> so uh, what what did you think of that video? What did you think of her and just the overall scenario?
0: Um, I, so my my first like when you were talking about like there's this book i read by this guy named sebastian younger called tribes and he talks he he went back and examined kind of like what what were the realities what do we know about our kind of tribal heritage you know that our ancestors who were lived in small groups of like 20 people or so 20 30 40 people maybe at most um what were what were kind of some of the um the aspects of the, of the of that you know of that history that we could like maybe learn from, or, um, or would help put put things in our modern society into perspective, and maybe, um, and one of the stories he tells is about the kind of civiliz- you know civilizing supposedly of America, and the you know uh, you know over time the genocide of the Native Americans. Um, There was this phenomenon where um, it was almost never true that a Native American tribe, you know, who grew up in a tribal existence could assimilate into American civilization civilized society. They just it was just like oil and water. But there was a very common phenomenon of people, white people, (laughs) a lot of times. Um, going in the opposite direction, joining tribes and never turning back and just, you know, kind of finding peace in that way of life because they felt that,, um, it was more conducive to their probably mental well-being because it's much simpler and straightforward and more cooperative. Um, you know, I, I feel like, the you know the the modern uh you know state of america is one that wants good workers right it doesn't care necessarily about human life or or happiness right which is one of those lines in our constitution that we seem to forget about um we're we're allowed to pursue happiness maybe not attain it (laughs) um but right the The, the, the kind of system seems to be benefiting hugely. And I think that social media has just exacerbated. This is the atomization, the isolation of, of um, individuals in this country um, uh, to, to make us much more vulnerable and easy, easily controlled, you know, um, whether this is deliberate or just, you know, a product of a society that, you know, is like ours. I I don't know, but, um, it's just something I'm noticing. Um, what was your takeaway from this video? Like, what does it make you feel like I would, I would leave things behind? Like if, uh, if you could, like, would you, would you go and, and like some, something I had contemplated at one time was like, you know, looking at one of those, um, Uh, what is it um, sustainable communities or the uh, you know sort of hippie hippie communes or whatever Um, just like what what would that take you know you can go and visit them Um, I mean these these kinds of um, uh, existences are I think you know all throughout America you can probably find or at least in Colorado there's a lot of them I don't know if they're out in the east maybe they're probably a little harder to find because there's not really any wilderness or, uh,
1: <laughs> you know, you have the Appalachians and uh, there you go. You know, you have the back backwoods individual and the whole state of West Virginia for the most part. So but it's not
0: like hippie communes, I'm guessing like, <laughs> yeah,
1: it's, it's more just mountain people, people that just wanted to go off the grid. And uh, I, I mean, for me, I thought it was a couple several several thoughts that went through my head, I should say. You know, first was like, this woman is really looking to colonize. Um and she looked oh. to infiltrate her <laughs> views on <onto laughs> the most indigenous tribe on the planet. And um one of them I should say. And I was like, oh this is not gonna go well. But the more I watched uh it I I had to kind of remove my own bias about her being there and uh I, I she watched. didn't
0: seem like an imperialist to me um yeah. she she acknowledged that like she's always going to be different and the thing i like that she said she's like maybe that doesn't have to be a bad thing or or that that maybe um maybe that has some advantages is it, um is her being you know different and i just think that would just uh, I, I just admire her for 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 you know kind of giving up any you know conveniences to pursue her love and to uh, just to, to accept such a uh, a different way of life uh, for herself and and she just seemed so happy Jeff she's just she was just like smiling the whole time and laughing and I just I, I it, it really appealed to me like if if I could, um, I I might have done the same thing if I was in her shoes. <laughs>
1: yeah. And, and it's interesting. I mean, I mean, it's, it's pretty tough living conditions, <laughs> even though, you know, you read the comments on that video and a lot of people are like, I'm from Africa and I wouldn't do what she's doing. Um, <laughs> like the, Africa's that, a
0: big place. People. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, it's, it's the Maasai people do live this indigenous life. Uh, she, she raised the issue that they do use some modern things like matches to start yeah. fires. But it's it's a way of life. And I can't imagine how hot it is. Uh, there's, I mean, you got to do work. Uh, it was interesting. The journalist was kind of funny to me because I felt she was trying to look and demonize. She was looking from her lens where she was like, mm-hmm. OK, um, this is a patriarchal. Uh, society. And, you know, it was interesting to see her respond back to say, okay, look, you know, I have a lot of that. This is the way things are here. Uh, Not to say it's right or wrong, but this is the way people live. And um, in, in order for me to be here at this moment, I had to embrace that as opposed to come in and demonize that. And not saying that, you know, women shouldn't fight for equality, but For our lens on the Western world, that is what has been coined. And for them, it's just a way of life. And they are content with that. They don't look at it as something that is less than or they need more of. I
0: mean, Um, oh, go ahead. Go ahead.
1: No, I mean, I think I know it's a little bit controversial, but I mean, if they have no queries about the way they live who am i to say you need equal pay to milk a cow
0: <laughs> right two times I mean, do a they week i suppose money to seven. do they right. even have i mean like are they even like like i'm guessing money is just not really their main thing like she she talks about water being kind of the most precious resource that's their right. that's that's kind of their um uh their their reality and 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 that is you know it is such it is so much more in touch with your surroundings like in america you can be completely out of touch with your surroundings like you can there could be a drought down the down the street from you and you would you know um if you have enough money you can insulate yourself from that reality and not know that you you know drinking down bottles of evian and feeding your plants and or you know and and having water balloon fights whatever like you can do that in total ignorance of the reality that there's a drought down the street um like right
1: and she brought she brought that up um she brought it up several times where she was like you know the way they have taught me a connection to life uh that we have lost. And if electricity or something goes out, we will go on as normal. Um, but for the rest of us, we, we will freak out and probably have uh, chaos running around the streets without mm-hmm. running water and electricity for an extended amount of time. We will be disconnected to be able to survive uh, on this planet because of our disconnection to it. over over conveniences, I guess. So uh, Mm -hmm. I don't think that, I'm not saying we all need to run out and go live off the land, but we also need to appreciate what we do have a little bit more so and how things work and preserve that more. And um, as she stated so beautifully, we, you know, she was like, these people will make sure the world remains intact. Yeah. Um, for us, we, we do the opposite, where we just desecrated and destroyed at um, any passing opportunity, either directly or indirectly, because of the way we are set up to survive now. So it's not really sustainable.
0: Yeah, there's, there's that Koyaanaskazi factor. Um, so Koyaanaskazi is that Hopi term for life out of balance, um, and the name of uh, one of my favorite documentary films. Um, and I think about that a lot in relationship to this timeline that's staring us in the face for facing, facing climate change. I, th- I think one of the the biggest disappointments with this election of Joe, is that I don't think he's the, the person we need to fight climate change. I think he's saying all the right words, but I don't think he truly gets it. He doesn't understand the the, the terror of, of this situation that young people are, you know, it's killing our fertility rate. I'm, I'm assuming that's a big part of it. Because like, um, if you are a conscientious person, you know who who might be thinking about raising a family, and you feel like okay, having a kid right now might be casting them into a life of misery, and you know um, that they will in no way enjoy the you know kind of luxuries that I have because um, the whole world is going to have to transform in one way or another, or. It will be transformed by natural natural forces, and either way, it's we, we you know we don't need more humans to, to deal with that. But but I do think we need we need young people, <laughs> you know, young inventive people, um, to 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 address this problem. I, and I don't think Joe is going to lead us to that to that goal. Um, what do you think?
1: Well, he's almost 80 years old. And um, I mean, that right there should tell you a lot about.
0: And and let's be fair. Like, I think Bernie would have been a better nearly 80 year old to do this because I think that he does connect with the terror. I think he like when he you know, he talks about his grandkids, you know, and you see pictures of him with his big family. Um, Like, I think that 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 is what he is fighting for. Like, I mean, I know, I'm sure Joe loves his kids just as much as Bernie loves his, but I just, um, I just think they're different different guys. They are know. different
1: guys, and uh, we 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 selected, in my opinion, the wrong eighty year old, uh, nearly soon <laughs> to be eighty year old, because, I mean, we know, like a lot of his. Statements are big and bold and they're going to be consequences to those big and bold statements. Let's be honest here. Uh, it, but,
0: and those big and bold statements seem like they always have an asterisk attached to them, like $2,000 checks. Prices and participation may vary void where prohibited. <laughs> <Exactly>.
1: <laughs> so even with those asterisks and big bold statements, uh, the tipping scale has never really been in favor of the working individual. Um, in my sure. opinion, maybe I'm wrong um, again, but I feel the corporations have run rampant uh, and, and, you know, it could, that's what the, the, the rules are created in their favor, in my opinion. And, you know, if you want to start a business, I recommend starting a business to play the game the way that they are, because, yep. I mean, that's the only way you're not going to get screwed over. So, um, but it will be interesting to see a little bit more now. I mean, the unions have been broken up. Uh, mm-hmm. That did s- some good, uh, I guess, for a time being to get people jobs, well-paying jobs at that. And uh, there's there's remnants of that still around. But I don't know when was the last time we had a
0: full-on
1: workers movement that, the workers had a little bit more say. Uh, the, and and the I don't know. The workers
0: of America are now politically homeless, it would seem. I don't, there isn't a working party. The, the Republican Party is the party of, as far as I can tell, Betsy DeVos and Donald Trump. Um, uh, you know, um, for for gun-toting, you know, red meat-loving, you um, uh, Pro-Lifers, I guess, is just like, you know, like they just all these all these intractable issues. That's the only thing that's kind of keeping the GOP together. Like those, those just like hardline, black and white, no gray area, no discussion or argument, no nuance issues, like abortion and guns. Um, you know, and and um I think you know, we've 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 really wedged these issues, right? They're called wedge issues, right? We've just kind of wedged them in there, and they're not going anywhere. Yeah. Um, I, I uh, and then and then I just feel like what what has the Democratic Party become? Because it is definitely not the party of unions as it used to be. It does not represent workers. Um, it is not led by workers. It does not seem to be. I mean, it seems like the. Better option for worker participation, I guess. Like it's a slightly better deal, but I don't think that's going to be true for much longer. Um, I think that the the Republicans will catch on to that. They have to present some kind of populism. They have to get on board with some kind of social programs, um, and that this like harping on socialism thing is not going to pay dividends in the future, um, because I think that if you um, are actually informed on what socialism is, then you know that America is already a socialist country. That we, you know, we take care of our elder with social security. That we build socially, we build roads and we build bridges and we send kids to schools. You know, and um, and we have a far, you know a fire department that doesn't charge you to put out the fire.
1: Right. <laughs> like, you know, I feel we're even more socially also uh, uh, a socialist country for big corporations benefit
0: oh absolutely they and, they, get um, the, they definitely get the benefit from from socialism
1: right and and i feel when i say big corporations there we need to start separating big corporations from small businesses right um main street the, main street has city to bank it's not
0: as, the same as the as the the bakery down the shot down the street that that's like that th- those are not those are just completely different things like they're we need we need to find new ways of classifying these giant behemoth corporations um, and, and hold them
1: accountable you know I mean hold them
0: accountable
1: if one guy makes you know three million a year doing his small business. Um, I mean that's really chump change compared to these big bohemian companies and uh, we we need to really reevaluate the rules um, so that because we already know it's not a free market anymore I mean a couple of weeks ago the GME stock stuff really exploited that where you know we showed the tipping scales are favored for uh, for the hands of a select few and uh, we 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 just need to reevaluate how we classify uh, people wanting to start out. And, you know, I'm not a big person. I'll I'll say it. I I mean, I'll probably get in trouble for saying it. But, I mean, taxes overall. uh, I saw a great tweet the other day. Uh, It was pretty good. She tweeted out, uh, I can't remember her name, but I'll credit her at some other point. But she was like, uh, government, IRS do your taxes and then she's like me uh i'll guess i'll guess my taxes and then iris mm. is like wrong you go to jail so uh, <laughs> so, 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 so it's like um you iris yeah. knows yep. has an idea of what we make
0: well, and this so perfectly ties into this issue of corporations talking about our taxes when um, why why do why why is it that so many Americans who, who the IRS already knows exactly what they need to pay or how much they are owed? Um, why is it that those people still have to go through this rigmarole, of send, you know, kind of like, signing these forms and all this shit. Why is it? It's because of the corporation Intuit who lobbied Congress to prevent them from passing a law that would have simplified every American's taxes to the point that most Americans wouldn't even have to do paperwork. They would either just get the get their their refund, um, sent them, to them automatically, and they would just be informed, say, here's the form, here's what you paid in taxes. Um, and if you want to revise this, you can, you can do so. Um, but yeah, that would have been the process for most Americans. But this company that makes TurboTax, they're like, mm-hmm. no, I, that, will, that, will, that will destroy our business. Um, if you improve the lives of Americans, that's going to destroy our business. We want it to be, be complicated. We want people to use our product. And fine, they built this product, but they should not have had this disproportionate disproportionate Um, influence on our laws because there was no equal representative lobbying against that um, lobbying for the simplification of our laws. Our representatives apparently weren't there um, representing us uh, (laughs) because the, the entity that won was the entity that's, you know, uh, that complicated our our laws unnecessarily.
1: And is that free markets or is that, some other
0: manipulation of our government right i think is what it is um this is this is this is why i think it's so important to be conscientious about who you give money to and i mean i still give i still buy shit on amazon i'm no saint but um, but i think like you know if you're you know you're when you when you when you give somebody money you know, you got to think about where that money is going. Is it going into the executive's pocket? Is it going into marketing or lobbying or, or um, you know, manipulation of other people or something like that? Or is it just going back into the product? Is it paying for the people who are actually building and, and, and sustaining the thing, you know? And, and um, I, I don't think there's a lot of transparency, you know? Like these, these entities have so much control or, or, or influence on our system, and we have no influence on them. The, the, we, we don't get to, 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 um, to impose upon them in the same, uh, to, to the same extent that they get to impose upon us. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I kind of feel like there needs to be some balancing of those scales that, that you've been referencing. I, I feel like a, a CEO should not be able to pollute down the road um, and not be held accountable. Um, I, you know, pretty, pretty, uh, pretty bold stuff. I'm saying right there. I guess.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right. It's typical that people just pay a fine and you know they go about their lives. But again, yeah. that's why I say, you know, going back to what we mentioned earlier, the Trump impeachment it seems to be more of a distraction. I'm not even necessarily following it um, because there's a lot of other issues going on. We're in the middle of a pandemic. There's, there's a whole lot of other fires that need to be addressed and put out and to continue going and creating this big bad boogeyman, Trump, which we know Trump is just the embodiment of what actually is America to a certain degree because America, a lot of Americans voted for Trump. So um, there's a still, there's another constituents uh, or side of voters that want to be heard. Uh, and want to have some involvement in it. So to embody all of our problems into impeaching Trump, that means that there are probably 50 million or however many 40 million people that voted for the guy just waiting to redeem and recoup or restart what he began or continued on, I should say, to advocate for what they feel is important. So um, that's, I, I think Trump, it's not a singular issue um and and you know and we're seeing it now i know this is a side note but i saw that uh joe biden's continuing the process of uh, trying to indict julian Assange um these these are these are all attacks on rights and liberties that you know freedom of speech to be able to Uh, speak against your empire
0: is this this this, the thing with Julian Assange I think that because the thing is he wasn't wrong he wasn't making things up everything that he reported was completely accurate completely true the the dirty little secrets that America wanted to keep secret were exposed we we got caught with our pants down with our dick in some you know many countries (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just uh and, and we're still there
1: we still, still got there.
0: It. and so i get why people hate him because he just made you know he exposed things and i feel like um that to me in a way that's why i hate donald trump because he just exposes some of the uglinesses of america he really just he is a um just just sort of some some kind of demi god of just sort of like some of the uglier aspects of American culture, um, and 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 so yeah, Julian Assange I feel like is being um, unfairly treated uh, for doing a service truly to to. Um, to free thinkers, to people who value the truth, um, to people who value the truth more than nationalism, I think that that if you if you value the truth more than national pride, then you know if you value the lives of um, Middle Eastern children who are killed by drone strikes unnecessarily. Um, then you should hope that Assange is freed um, or at least not tortured to death because he's you know, on t- constant suicide watch. Famous um, Chelsea
1: Manning. I don't know where Chelsea yeah, Manning is at right now. Probably uh, still
0: just being fucked with by the, the United States military. Um, and, and Chelsea Manning did everything she could to do it the right way and they still fucked her over and um it uh it should bother everybody i think if you you know um i i would rather know the truth than live in a lie and that's really what i think it comes you know the these the the um That's the question I think every American needs to ask themselves right now. Do you want to do you want to know the truth, or do you want to live with uh, in a lie? And I think um, there was a point um, when Germany, you know, kind of had to kind of like grapple with all this um, in a different way. You know, I think Americans we've had we've had this we 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 are we are geographically advantaged to, to, to make it very difficult for any other country to fuck with us. Right. Um, that's why we had a cold war and really the only way it was going to go, you know, forward from there was to become nuclear. Right. Um, so we're, we're just in this very advantaged p- position. Um, it's not like Mexico or Canada are going to be our you know adversaries anytime soon. Um, Germany had a, you know, I think, a similarly dark past. And I think about them in relationship to kind of the rise of the Nazis and hatred and, and racism there. You know, it was a very different kind of story, but there was similar, I think, darkness, depravity, um, cruelty involved, um, similar to that of chattel slavery in America and the cruelty that, that was involved that with that. Um, and I, I see Germany as being a model for how you move, move on, move on. Um, You know, you don't pretend it didn't happen. You, you know, you don't tolerate um, any Nazi shit anymore. I think that's (laughs) like, we should just stop tolerating the Nazi shit. Um, I, I get how, I mean, I I don't know. Um, Like the Confederate flag shit. I just don't even know like I feel like when I see that, when I see a Confederate flag, I I kind of feel like I'm seeing a Nazi flag. But I understand that you know the people who want to wave that flag have a different um, view, um, right?
1: And you know I want to add on to that because you know a lot of people will say it's history, but that analogy that you brought up in Germany, where they 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 really don't you don't see that because they figured out a way to move on and it's just shamed upon for the most part and I feel even if we remove those symbols here that still that emotional element is still there and we haven't made that ability to move on. And a lot of people, they, you know, a lot of people that feel that way, they would say move on from slavery. It was that long time ago and it really wasn't that long time ago.
0: And yeah, um, yeah it was only a few people, people's lifetimes away. Oh, I mean, like there are still people alive today who are the children of slaves. Right. Or the children of slave owners.
1: Right. And, and we, for whatever reason, we just, uh, that feeling is still there. Unlike in German cultures, you know, they, they they understand that this is something that is not tolerated, but for us, without the symbols or the statues, is something that still is tolerated underneath the deep-seated emotions of our society. And I don't know how we begin to address that. Um, what happened along the generations where that hate and anger is just passed along and it's accepted as being normal. Uh, Or that, I I believe there's several factors where people feel as though they work so hard for it and they look at you and say, you should do the same. And, you know, that's that's almost, you know, like me looking at someone saying, you should uh, sit down and also record a podcast just like me. Yeah, yeah. some people that can do that, but a lot of people won't do that. And I feel, uh, going back to your statement earlier, I feel our country is really allergic to the truth. Uh, we, we don't want the truth, generally. Um, the truth
0: will... truth is harsh, harsh, harsh. right now. <laughs> like, right. The, the truth, I mean, like, you know, and um, maybe, maybe those scientists aren't exactly right, that it's, you know, by 2030, we're going to be... Faced with irreconcilable planetary destruction that we can't fix, the desertification will have you know covered enough of the globe. Who you know, whatever interstellar uh, future awaits us, um, you know, maybe they're off by a little bit. But I generally tend to agree or believe that uh, you know, based on the other things that science gets right, and this is this is what helps keep me grounded um is that when when they when, you remember when there was the 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 full solar eclipse or the um yeah the the solar eclipse and you know it was it came through america and you could go you could drive somewhere and go to the totality mm-hmm. and be exactly between the earth or be exactly between the moon and the sun and the earth you know have, have be in a straight line for for um For like seconds. Um, And I drove to Wyoming to go to the totality, and it was exactly as they predicted, in the exact place they predicted, at the exact time they predicted, for the exact duration they predicted. And that was just them using numbers and math and science to establish that. And so I kind of trust that truth. That there is a collective consensus, and maybe it's not by the most convincing individuals that that we need to do something about this. And again, I just I just don't I worry if we're going to get to, to where we need to be with this kind of middling, compromising, kind of like. $2,000 two thousand dollar checks asterisks to prices and participation may vary void where prohibited, not available in all 50 states. like like if if you know if you make more than this you don't get it. I'm just like I would rather give two thousand dollars to every individual in America, even Jeff Bezos if that just means we get that eight out right away. Um, And it just seems like the opposite Like there being too much money In the hands of normal Americans Isn't the biggest problem Them having an extra 600 bucks Is not a big problem I feel like corporations hoarding Billions of dollars in offshore accounts And doing nothing with that money Other than saving it in their war chest For future litigation And lobbying of our government Is not what that money should be doing Uh,
1: <laughs> I think that's a bigger issue where Intuit is dictating how we should file our taxes. Uh, yeah. That there's a lot of other things besides giving people money. And you know, Jeff Bezos is an American citizen. The last time I checked. And um, so, give him a check,
0: on, big fucking deal. Like give doesn't him a matter. Deal.
1: He can donate it. He can do whatever. They can tax it back. You can build in things, but we have these middlemen called corporations and lobbyists that are really mucking up a lot of the process. So it's two hands, I'll, I'll play both sides of the aisle. There's one hand corporations are getting, small corporations are getting screwed over by a lot of taxes and regulations. But on the other hand, they are also playing the game to manipulate regulations and laws. Yeah. So it's, it's, we have to figure out a better way to work, beyond party lines, party identifications, party philosophies, and figure out a way to just improve how we run things and make it fair and equal for a lot of people. I know reparations. Maybe we can talk about that next week, Tom.
0: Yeah, Um, yeah. I think that's, uh, let's have a big old reparations episode next week um, because I think You know, it's it's um, you know how like the questions that come to my mind are like like how do how how does it get distributed? Who gets it who who gets it? How you know are we building are we building equity into the lives of individuals? Are we building equity into the into the realities of communities? Do those communities even exist? I mean, I was at the I was at the borders of a of quickly vanishing historically black community here in Colorado and um, you know I uh, I had a landlady who was a school teacher, and she told me that you know the last couple of years she has never seen so many white kids uh, you know the uh, she's like an elementary school teacher so so this is taking hold in those communities they're getting driven out by by property taxes, by people who don't care about that community, they don't even care about their own homes. Really, they just treat them as commodities. They're just like, "This is where I'm living for now. Big deal. Um, it's basically a hotel room to me. I, I, you know, I'm not trying to be a part of this community. This is not my home where I'm trying to plant roots. Um, and and maybe next door, someone who believes the opposite." uh could be living and probably in a you know much more vulnerable situation and might value things like permanence and community and um and i, I worry that these disconnects and the ability for you know the this atomized society for those two individuals to live right next to her, door to each other and never talk is a big problem
1: yeah that is a big problem and um
0: you know, Back to reparations, sorry to go off. No, 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 <laughs> That's,
1: that That goes right into it because there's generations of people that have probably been living in and, and now they have a new neighbor move in and yeah. that they don't talk to or know and seeing changes around their, their neighborhood overall come in. And it's a lot more than uh, just people wanting to come in and improve the neighborhood. Uh, There's a lot of systems and reasons why people are generally where they are. They just didn't show up for no reason. Something brought them there. And uh, as we do more research and analysis over how communities became the communities they are, uh, it's quite concerning to see there was a time, um, for me, this is a side note, uh, I, I'm a big proponent of Bitcoin because Bitcoin is decentralized, and you have the ability to control and become your own bank. And you know, you are during... not
0: financial experts, by the way. This is not financial <laughs> advice. We do not. <laughs> yes, you will lose all
1: your money. And you uh, <laughs> exactly. And and you know, for me, if you go back a hundred years or so, um, if I wanted to buy a piece of land or finance anything that bank, just because of the way I look, would probably not give me the loan. Mm-hmm. Um, that is imprisonment through other means outside of just saying, you know, you're black, you, you know, that you're, I don't like the color of your skin. That's a little bit more um, control. And for me, seeing the rise of crypto, it really allows that autonomy to say, I create my own pathway. And um, I don't need you, Mr. Banker, to lend me money or do things on your accord and play by your rules because now I'm gonna play by my own. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: um, when you see those policies in play, you just think about not only banking but systems, even transportation. My goodness, Rosa Parks couldn't even sit on the freaking back of the bus. You, I think you sent me someone else who was
0: Paul pre Polly Murray, Polly Murray, Murray. fifteen yeah. years before Rosa Parks. She was already she was starting that or that movement. Um, right. I I, 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 agree. I mean, I don't. I think everybody can. Well, I think any thoughtful person can see that. Um, Crypto, blockchain—these are the technologies of the future. They are going to replace the economy as we know it. Maybe it's going to be a part of a globalized economy. It seems that's gonna—that's what the way we're heading. Um, might not be Bitcoin. It might be something like Ethereum, perhaps. But yeah. it will be something. You know, it'll be some kind of uh, cryptocurrency. Um, and I think that you know, there's a lot of appeal to not. You know, kind of like investing into the American dollar. If you if you feel kind of a moral, um, uh, like morally compromised by investing in the American imperialist system, um, you not, might not want to invest in that way. Even if you are an American, and I am, I you know I, um, I even I, I even can you know sometimes think think about liking america and that i might be a patriot in certain ways but i i try to be pretty um
1: you're a patriot Tommy, you just clear, don't storm the capital yeah 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 <laughs> so i mean i think i mean for us right now we do what we have to to survive but uh there is a new way that is being introduced and uh there's a lot of arguments and grievances about a lot of it but at the end of the day, either you you catch a wave or you get taken under the wave. And yeah. um, uh, I think we really need to understand that. But I feel we should save that these conversations for next week, uh, well, even with I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> yeah. Very um, good. Because I would love to hear more about your recent exploration on the debate from oh, yeah, yeah. a couple of years you ago. Know, I'm
0: hearing some of the arguments. Um, Uh, And I I think, you know, just there being some actual debates and and, uh, uh, about this topic, I think is is, is a good step for, you know, that maybe that's a good sign. That means that um, people are actually taking it seriously. Mm -hmm. Uh, So um, I will look forward to that next conversation and I'll bring back some research and uh, I'll be interested to hear what you learn. And until then... Um this has been the Woken Dead show and it was nice having you with us, one person, if you've made it to the end. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, we're building a catalog of content. So there we you thank go. you for sticking us out and being one of the early adopters of this great, magnificent show before all the sponsors bum rush us and we start selling you life saving
0: yeah, before we um, sell out. Get survivalist our packets. ad-free content. <laughs>
1: yeah, right? Get MREs and <laughs> all this stuff. <laughs> but, and buy gold and silver. But okay. anyhow.
0: <laughs> We're not <laughs> financial advisors. This yes. is not advice. <laughs> right. Thank you again, Tom.
1: So other than that, we'll we'll pick up again next week. And I look forward to the conversation.
0: See you in the next one, Jeff. See you then. Bye.